0: Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about, um, lying. Lying? Yeah, you know, when you you have the truth, but you don't use it. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I've
0: been thinking a lot about
1: that and how you're a fucking liar. Me? Yeah. What? Yeah. How dare you accuse me of lying, sir? I challenge you to a discussion. I accept. We need to talk. (laughs)
0: Welcome back, so glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin?
1: I am not a liar.
0: Listen, everybody lies. Oh. You've known this a for house. so many days.
1: Okay, well now that you put it in context of a house quote, yeah, I agree. So tell me about some times people have lied to you. Well, I mean, there's the obvious example. We've touched upon in the past, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny. I mean, people lie about things a lot, like, to children especially. Like, children are just who you lie to in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you tell kids that, you know, they, they there's not, like, a vagina that, you know, births babies. So there's not semen-inseminating vaginas. No, it's, it's the stork. I,
0: I think it's less you saying it's not – there's no semen and more just not talking about it.
1: <laughs> it's it's avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, all right, kids, today we're going to talk about non-semen. It's not a thing, so don't ask about it. Speaking of the stork, so, I mean, so you're saying that you lie exclusively to
1: kids. Not exclusively. I mean, most of the lies you get, most of the lies you receive in your lifetime are when you're a kid. People oh, okay. just make up shit to you. Like, good example is drugs. You know, we get lied to extremely about drugs, and mm-hmm. there's stuff that we're told, which is true, but then it's, like, so much of what we learned in school in, in uh, drug ed, also sex ed, it wasn't fault. I mean, it just wouldn't pan out to be that way. And I think our sex ed was better than most sex eds, but from what I've heard across the country, especially in more kind of conservative areas, like, the sex ed they get taught is, like, it's like a... Uh, terrible like it's basically lies
0: yeah no i'm just i'm really glad that our school was a little more reasonable on sex ed and um told us about vaginas biting off dicks before you're married like you have to go through the bond of marriage before those teeth will recede Uh, and i'm just really glad that they didn't lie about that and be like oh yeah go have sex all the time because then i'd have my dick
1: bitten off I've had my dick bitten off more than one time and it's been very painful each time.
0: Mm, But at least it grows back. Yep, yep. And a little bit longer every time. Yep, yep. Buy yourself a snapping turtle. Okay. Um, So I I think lying to... So talk to me about lying to kids. What is? I I feel like lying in general is a very short-term solution to a long-term problem for the majority of times that you would lie. And I think that's the same for kids.
1: It's... It's, I don't know if I disagree or agree with it. I think you're
0: you're better off lying to an old person than you are to a child.
1: I think that a lot of times, so this is where it's confusing. So Christmas, that's a positive lie. Okay, no, I'm going to rephrase this. That is a, that's a lie that has added stuff to it. You're not just like avoiding telling them something, explaining something they wouldn't get. Rather, you're creating this fictional kind of thing. It's a fictitious lie but then there's the kind of lie where you kind of just tell them an oversimplification or something that's not true and that's more of a lie to just avoid explaining something like let's say that a child actually was interested in where babies came from so you could give them like a pretty basic story about you know vaginas and you know how that whole the whole thing works and i think my parents actually did that for me and you know i under- we understood it well enough uh, we actually wanted to see where my mom's vagina was you know because we were four Mm -hmm. but it's it's like sometimes you can't explain things you're just cringing right there
0: i'm just trying really hard not to make a really bad joke so (laughs) please keep moving
1: so so it's like that's an opportunity where you might lie because there's things that you can't really explain to a kid like uh Okay, well, let's imagine this guy is like kind of angry because he just got fired and he's getting fucked over by his boss and is, you know, you see him storm out and he's doing all these things. Mommy, why is that guy mad? Like, oh, he's just having a bad day, honey. Right? So there's not, that's not really the reason why. It, well, I mean, it is. It, it kind of is, but it, it's kind of skirting around the issue.
0: I, I don't know. I think that, I, I feel like there's a difference there, like what, like between a blatant lie and, not over explaining something like that's an oversimplification like he's having a bad day he arguably could be the worst day of his life like who knows but I-, I think that it's not incorrect or misleading to say he's having a bad day because the kid doesn't need to know all those details to understand the core concept and be able to empathize
1: mm-hmm.
0: which i would imagine would be the goal okay so conceptually i don't like lying i think that you have a duty as a human being to be as honest as possible because there's already enough fucked up shit going on, and the world is already confusing enough to comprehend as a human being without the add the addition of having to question if your own thoughts and processes and understanding is right or wrong because somebody else's disagrees with yours. Like whose reality is correct if somebody's lying to you? I think it's a it's a basic human uh, necessity an obligation for you to to be honest but i know in college if you had asked me hey steve do you enjoy rooming with me i would definitely say yes because they would be really uncomfortable to say no mm. but i think that that was an awful situation those rooms are way too small for two adult humans to be living together and our uh, schedules of how we liked things were very clashing i would often get on your nerves and vice versa now comparative to other people i could have lived with and been way more frustrated i think living with you was great but was it did i enjoy living in that environment no but i would have lied to you in that situation because i think that it would be a a reasonable thing to lie about and i think that you would have done the same
1: well, yeah cuz the context there is not i mean so, so there's like the subtext to the question so it's like if just a classic example of the wife asking their husband, does this dress make me look fat? The wife's not actually asking if that dress makes her look fat. What she's actually asking is, you know, do I look attractive? Do you find me attractive? Right, right. She's not actually looking to for confirmation about that, you know, whether she's fat or not, but she's looking for something else. And so, if you read into the subtext, you don't say, "Honey, that doesn't make you look," f-. actually you would say that. But you say, "Honey, you look beautiful," cuz that's what she really wants. She's she's asking about something else but there's a subtext to that. Or if you're kind of talking to somebody in like a dating context, and you, you might be you might be conversing about one thing, but then the subtext is something completely different. And so you, you actually respond to the subtext there. So, and you telling me that uh, you actually liked room with me, I mean, that's built into the context. Like maybe you didn't like every aspect to it. There's certain aspects that weren't enjoyable, so on and so forth like that. But it's like for you to say that like, uh, I didn't enjoy it like that has a different kind of meaning because of the context like for you to say that it's awkward because there's a context built into that mm. which is by saying that you enjoyed it it's you know you value me as a person that it was there's some good aspects to it it's something you don't regret it could have been worse you know all those things are kind of built into response mm. it it,
0: it can conf- it makes me think about how many things come across as lies that aren't necessarily intended that way and are rather just miscommunication so if i say i did not like living with you in college you may take that to mean i don't like you or i didn't like being around you and that may not be my intention my intention could have been i didn't like this one specific aspect of or i didn't i don't like rooming with anybody could be what i really mean so i think that the the breakdown of language in general and the 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 Difficulty that communication truly brings about in and of itself leads to a lot of things that seem like they could be lies, but that's not their intention. It's rather a miscommunication. But I, I want to talk about blatant lying. Both people understand what is being conveyed, and the intention of person one is to misconstrue the truth in order to get a certain reaction out of person two or make them understand something incorrectly as to what reality is.
1: See, this is where I think it gets a little tough because I think there's queer distinctions there. But one distinction that's kind of hard to get past, which I've had issues with sometimes, is I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a troll. Like, sometimes I say things to get reactions. I don't think say things seriously. But people take me seriously from time to time. And the way they come at me is, like, you said this. What you were lying to me about that? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, no, like, that, that was never serious. Like, mm-hmm. but you kind of feel like one of those people when you do, when you start saying that, where it, it's like, you know, those people who are like passive aggressive towards you and they're kind of saying all these things, but they mm-hmm. kind of played off as jokes. That's what it comes across. Like, we you know, what, I start saying that, but it's like, I feel like anyone who is actually like hearing my words would have actually understood that I never meant what I was, was saying.
0: And it's a huge distinction between what's said and what's felt. And I, I know I was, I'm t- I, I was talking to a guy at work and he was explaining how he went to a, a marriage counselor because, uh, you know, that's that's sometimes what you have to do in marriage to, to make it work. And that one of the things that he really, really took away from that and, and he's always tried to keep in mind going forward is that he hears things as they're said. So the words are literal and exactly what what he means is what he says. But his wife feels the things that are said. So if he says one thing, he may be meaning that exact thing, but his wife may take it to feel a different way, that he feels he's saying something. So in her reality, what he said was X, but what he what he thought he was saying was Y, and that's a breakdown in communication. I don't, that is not what I want to talk about with this topic I want to talk about blatant lying, not a miscommunication, not a not something where um, you know, it was somebody thought that this was men or it was a joke and it wasn't taken that way. Mm. You said something to me and we both understood it, and it was on purpose that you were misleading me. Or anybody. Let me give you an example. Mm. My grandmother she's, Real scared about everything in the world because she watches Fox. Real scared about drugs. Asks me, have you ever done drugs, Steven? There is no universe where I'm going to say yes to that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm going to lie to her face and I'm going to say no. Or I'm going to completely avoid the question in an effort of not having to lie. But either way, I am not going to lie to her and absolutely break her heart and make her worry about me. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, she is asking a question out of concern and that is not a concern she needs to have. And that's what I want to convey to her. So in a way I'm doing what you were saying with how you're assuming what the wife wants to hear is you look beautiful, not you're not fat. Mm -hmm. And I think that that in and of itself is a breakdown in communication, but sometimes it can work in your favor when it's really is for everybody's best interest to say something that, doesn't have a hundred percent validity if it's getting across the same concept
1: it's see, I agree, but it's also a dangerous path because so so for instance, something I lied about when I was dating the first girl. Uh, so my first girlfriend, something I lied to her her about was uh, my drug use because at the time I was using marijuana and she was using marijuana I, I, Go was, on. I was using marijuana mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. She, it's a great spice so she <laughs> spices up my chicken jerky so she asked me you know i think two or three different times if i uh, smoked pot and i was like no so i told i told her no not because uh, I, I wanted to lie to her but because i thought that she, you know i knew where she was standing and i didn't want to have that discussion with her because i didn't think she was really capable of having that discussion uh, like, like, which is a little bit something to make. Wow, what yeah. a statement. And so this is teenage Nate, so let's put that into context there. I'm just saying, you sound like a shitbag. <laughs> but, well, it, it's the same thing with your grandmother, though. Like, is your grandmother really going to be capable of having that conversation? She's not really informed about drugs. I've
0: had really hard conversations with her, and we've agreed to disagree on a lot of things, and that's just not one that I think she'll ever understand – from because she had the ty- the dare type of schooling about what what drugs are. So mm-hmm. I I understand what you're saying, but I think it's different when you're talking about somebody who's 70 years disconnected from you versus somebody you're the same age as saying they won't understand.
1: But maybe the way is to put it is not that they don't. It's not that they won't understand, but their mind's already made up, mm-hmm. and they don't really want to have an argument they want to have me agree with them like
0: yeah i I don't know i i think that there's a difference between who you're lying to and if it's somebody that you're dating that you have such a fundamental disagreement on and you're not able to actively talk about it Mm. that is a huge red flag if there for me if there's not honesty i'm not interested Mm -hmm. end of story if i can't be blatantly honest with you about everything why bother Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but go on this is this is teenage nate and i lied to my girlfriends when i was that age about doing drugs so i 100 agree get where you're coming from
1: yeah so it's you know i lied and uh, but and i had a rationale for lying but that rationale i'm saying is similar to the rationale that you're using for your grandmother in, in a certain kind of way mm-hmm. and so it might be appropriate for your grandmother because there's that relationship there and she, she's she's old she's gonna die you know at some point it, it's like is it really worth it to kind of bring this into this relationship when there's no no real gain because all you're gonna do is just gonna do damage to it and you can say honesty is really important for the relationship you can see that the relationship i have with my girlfriend's different because this is like a, not a involuntary relationship, but rather it's a voluntary one where two people come together mm-hmm. and we're voluntarily associating. Those, those are all true. But my point is that you start with your grandmother and it can get worse in that kind of way. So you start applying to your girlfriend, then your friends and then just people in general. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very slippery slope to start lying in that kind of way. And Because c- the tough thing for me is if I don't think someone's going to be capable of having that argument then that that's the issue I have. Because one reason why I don't often talk about my politics with people is people can't have political debates. We do pretty decent with our political debates, I think, but it's because we actually discuss the topic. Right? We actually hear each other out. But when I tend to have political debates with people, what ends up happening is that person will start saying, oh, yeah, you're a Trump supporter, or you this, you that, oh, you Republican. And it's like, I'm not arguing I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying anything. I'm just bringing another point of view here because they're just I'm more arguing against you than I'm arguing for some other position. Mm-hmm. Like that's the issue I have. And do I really want to get into that? Because if people ask me what my thought is on this, mm-hmm. for me to actually say that, it's like, like it never is productive.
0: So my way to circumnavigate that, because I agree to to be... Give your honest opinion on certain topics knowing that they're either asking it to start a fight or it's going to start an argument that one party or both are not capable or willing to have is to say, I'm not interested in talking about that, which is honest and it gets me out of it. And it's it's been amazing to me the amount of times I've been able to just say no and that's a legit answer Yeah. or I don't know. And like that's that's a legit answer but people are afraid to say no and they're afraid to say I don't know and it leads to a lot of lies and a lot of people making shit up that isn't necessary. Just be honest and say I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it, it's – and I catch myself sometimes answering questions that I don't know the answer to and I, and then I'm like why, did, why am I saying this? Like I don't know the answer and then at the end I'll be like but honestly I don't know enough to actually be talking about this. That's just what I think and that i feel kind of saves it in a way
1: sometimes you think you know the answer but you really don't yep. sometimes you have to like open that box to actually like understand that you don't know the answer mm. it's like sometimes internally i think i understand something and then when i actually start explaining that thing like there's a hole right there oh there's a hole right there too why is that the case i don't know and so it's like it's like i actually don't know what i'm talking about often mm. and sometimes it happens On the podcast like i'll be (laughs) describing some circumstances situation and i think i know what i'm talking about then it's like uh (laughs) what 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 is this even happening here Mm.
0: but i I still feel like that's less of a lie than like when someone is blatantly being being untruthful like you know the truth and you're choosing to say something different other and usually it's to to save yourself
1: yeah, I feel very weird. Like, I'm trying to avoid this because I, like, I don't like the sensation. I, like, I don't like thinking about people who have lied to me. But when people do that, it gets me kind of, it's not like angry. Angry is not the, the term, but it's like. uh I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Disgusted. <laughs> Dis- disgusted is, I think, it's kind of mm. like, God, what are you? Hmm. Like it kind of makes them not human in my perspective, hmm. and it it's like I get that sometimes people they they say things which aren't lies in the moment they just didn't think about it. So I don't expect to be held to everything I say because I'm liable to get the wrong thing. Like uh, we might have a conversation and I might say I I might make some sort of statement right, and that statement may have been incorrect, but maybe I was just wrong in my memory or wrong in. Uh, my 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 logic at the moment. Maybe I should have known something, but I didn't at that moment right there. So I don't think you should hold someone to everything they say, but if something is deliberate in the kind of way you're saying, where someone is aware of what the right answer is, or what they, they're, they're aware of the truth, and they say the opposite, mm-hmm. that that's where I have an issue. So, an example, as a manager at my previous employment, you would come across employees who would make up lies about uh, why they can't come into work all the time. And people would lie about these things, and you'd catch them in the lies. Or well, they, they would say they worked during a certain time, and you find it that, that they wouldn't. And this is, like, it, it, it just kind of changes your perception of that person because you're like, oh, wow. So what else are you going to lie to me about? Mm-hmm. You know, what else are you going to tell me? Because like, the whole relationship between me and that person is based on trust. And then once you kind of invalidate that trust, that fundamental trust that you are actually just lying, like you, you weren't actually sick. You just wanted to go, like, you know, spend time with your girlfriend or your family or something like that. That's what I have an issue with. And that, 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 it kind of just changes my perception of the person.
0: Mm. No, it's really hard to overcome once you know somebody's been lying to you. How do you know if they're telling the truth ever again? Versus if they've never lied to you, it's easy to just believe that they're telling you the truth because they haven't given you a reason not to. But I think a lot of people are the opposite, that they always distrust people even after they've proven time and time again that they're telling the truth. I think a lot of that comes down to your own frame of mind and how you how you comprehend people in general and your own trust levels for people outside of yourself. I personally like to believe that everyone's telling the truth until I find out otherwise because I don't have the heart to believe that the whole world is a lie and that people are bad. It, its I would not be able to wake up in the morning if I believed that. Truly,
1: I think lies are different than promises, because like, let's say that we have a plan to uh, meet up and do a podcast or that uh, uh, I make a date with somebody and, you know, we're going to have a date somewhere. So if you said you're going to be there and then you don't show up or you cancel or something like that, like that, it's not lying, I don't think, because it's not because you said you're going to be there. You could say that you lied to me. You said you were going to be there. But it's more a promise you're making or a uh, something to that effect. It's not like a lie, though. It's not the same as, you know, uh, what were you doing on Tuesday? Oh, I was uh, washing the carpet when you really were like uh, at Funtown Splashdown, USA.
0: Well, I, I think the thing with a, a broken promise is that a, a promise is you're saying this is a guarantee. And then if you break that for whatever reason, then you— no long, like what, what is your word worth at that point if your word wasn't enough to to bind you to that agreement. Uh, I think a broken promise with a good reason is one thing, but I think a lot of times a broken promise breaks the trust so the reason automatically becomes an excuse and disbelieved regardless. Unless th- it's a really good one or their track record has proven otherwise.
1: I mean, I think think that there is context into any kind of promise made Mm -hmm. so for instance let's say that uh you and i make some sort of plan Mm -hmm. let's say not say you and i because we we are we're kind of different we're different species on this but let's say that me and my friend make a plan to hang out uh we kind of understand that plan is kind of like not set in stone right if if he tells if he if something comes up for either one of us, we can cancel plans or rearrange or do whatever with that. But it's it's not a promise to actually hang out. It's more just a general kind of vague plan. And it, that's what we'll go with if it, if it works out. But there's, that's different than saying I absolutely will be there. So one instance of this might be say graduation. So if let's say to some circumstance where, let's say you're graduating and then your your uh, father, your long-lost father, who never shows up to anything, he says he promises he'll be there. Then he doesn't show up. Well, that's a bit different because uh, it wasn't just like a general kind of plan that was not had much stakes to it, but that had stakes to it. There was a promise to be there. He didn't show up for that. So that that has a different thing. That's more of a lie in my mind, whereas if you just make a general plan, the context just to hang out, just to chill, or have some sort of day. There's not this kind of... Binding crazy contract, or as much as there is in that other instance. Mm-hmm. And when I was saying that we're kind of different species, like when you and I make a plan, it almost always happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if it something comes up with it, like we kind of the question's not so much like did you lie to me. It's kind of like we try to figure out what went wrong. Mm-hmm. So for instance, we made plan to do a podcast today, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, there's a giant storm. And then we had a conversation about uh, maybe not doing the podcast today because uh, you take like an hour to drive here. Hour and a half. A- hour and a half. And so with it being a storm in New England, like it's not going to be very good. So I thought we had canceled the podcast for today mm-hmm. and ends up we didn't because <laughs> uh, I was hanging out here and then here knocking my door and like what? Who's here? Like I thought someone's going to ask me to move my car s- to the snow. Then it's Steve. I'm like, what? <laughs> and in my head,
0: I had, I, m- my intention was to say, there's supposed to be a storm on Sunday. I don't know how long it's going to go. Cause it's new England weather. So if it goes into Monday and the roads are too bad to drive, we'll cancel plans. Um, and you thought it was the other way around that let's cancel plans. And if the roads are good enough to drive, I'll let you know. and We'll reconfirm the plans. So in my head there was no doubt I was coming today unless things were dire. And in your head it was I was not going to show off. And if I texted you, you'd be surprised. So that's fascinating to me. But we immediately like identified the problem and started recording. Like it's not, it wasn't a big deal because you know neither of us had malice in our intent. It, yeah, it, that's
1: it, a miscommunication. It was miscommunication, but we weren't. It wasn't like, like Pepin, you weren't ready for this Mm because you understood that if I understood the situation correctly, I would have been ready to podcast. I would have expected you. Mm -hmm. And then I understand that if you understood my perspective, that it would have been the same kind of way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would have texted you first thing this morning if I had thought about it. And honestly, I should have Um, (laughs) just because I I always
1: reconfirm plans. but regardless like everything worked out We're here, we're here. I would have felt ter- so I went to the gym and did some grocery shopping this morning it would have been terrible if you showed up when I wasn't I here I was just
0: thinking about that I was I, I, every time I pull into your place I'm like what if his car is not there like now I'm going to have to sit in his driveway it's going to be weird I'm going to text him he's not going to answer um, but it, I mean everything worked out it always does and, uh, and we, we make it work
1: yeah, certainly. And uh, this episode is getting a little bit long, so I think we should maybe split it into two episodes, you know, just for the heck of it. So if you want to check out next week's episode, you know, wait a week. It'll be there a week from now. Or if you want to find us at Twitter, it's twitter.com slash WNTT1 or facebook.com talk show. We also have a Patreon. We're on PodcastNH. And you guys, we'll see you next week in on the show. You know, we need to talk. Hey, everyone, it's Matt Sicoria from the Behavioral Observations Podcast. We provide stimulating talk for today's behavior analyst. But if you're not a behavior analyst, you don't even know what a behavior analyst is. Well, that's okay, too, because we have lots of interesting things going on here at the podcast. We talk about all sorts of things related to behavioral sciences. So if you want to check it out and learn more about what
0: this show is all about, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastNH.com.
1: Thanks for checking it out.